Well, hello, and happy sort of Thursday. Uh, it's March 18th, and I thought I would comment uh, and kind of go off on my typical tangent with some of the unusual weirdness that we have going on. Uh, I'd like to point out the disturbing action and the, the media giving voice to... Uh, it's nice that the media can give voice to people, it sucks when the voice is that of ignorance or stupidity. Not everybody should be heard. Not everybody has a right to be heard when they don't make any sense. Okay. Uh, what I want to talk about is where are we going to go? What's going to happen now when the media decides that it can determine the motives of people who do bad things? I'm referring to the, I'm not even going to mention his name, the... Atlanta massage parlor shooting uh, and that the media decided that this can only be racially motivated. This That has to be the motives, have to be purely racial. Uh, and do you remember uh, the one of these mass shooting events in the past where uh, people actually said, boy, I was hoping he was white? So we have this kind of stupidity ongoing now into 2021 because... The authorities know that this individual, particular person, uh, shot up women. I believe it was all women. I'm not sure. Uh, I believe he shot nine, killed eight, and most of them were Asian. So there goes the race thing because he was white. Um, and it's weird to, to, to think that you can just call out whatever somebody's motives are. And I so I came up with kind of a dilemma uh, for somebody who tries to not necessarily say, hey, I need to stay with my own. I need to be social. I need to get out and um, see what's going on in the world and treat people fairly, right? So it would be like saying you have two ice cream shops, real popular ice cream shops in your town, and... Um, a white guy decides to walk across the street to buy an ice cream. But somebody determines that he's actually going across the street to sexually assault a, a, you know, a cute 20-something black gal who works there. Now, that's somebody's crazy idea. And it could be right. But typically, there's not much evidence to support these crazy ideas. But that doesn't stop the media or prosecutors, uh, these ju social justice warrior prosecutors from going after crazy, from prosecuting from a crazy point. So the media outlets would argue, well, maybe that privileged male should have kept walking and gone to that other ice cream shop. Uh, if he didn't want to be arrested, it, he could have done that. So now the world is supposed to adapt to make room for crazy. Um, because the girls of a different race, his intent must have been racially motivated. He wasn't going over to get me ice cream. He was going over to harm that girl, right? So at some point, a rational person might notice uh, that all of those individuals who work at that ice cream shop are people of color. So you bring up this other thing. Do, do I go down the street? Do I not uh, engage in business with a perhaps a, perhaps a black-owned and operated establishment? Because then you're called a racist again for not wanting to do business that way. So 
you just can't get around it. And then this is one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't things that I talk about once in a while. Um, and this is definitely, definitely a topic. Uninformed, know-it-all types should steer clear. They should avoid at all costs. Because I, saw, I see a Southern California NPR affiliate, and this is what, this is the giving the voice to the people part I was talking about. LA's, this is the headline. L.A.'s Asian community responds to Atlanta shootings. And this is their text. Eight people were killed last night in a shooting spree spread across three Atlanta massage parlors. The shooter, who police say is 21 years of age, has been charged with eight counts of murder. Details are still coming out about this devastating act of violence, but there is at least one fact that we do know. Six out of the 80 people murdered. Okay, that's, yeah, okay, no, that's not. Six out of the eight people murdered or of Asian descent. Is that eighty a mistake, or is that another one of those, like, let's slip in a stupid thing? Um, so, police say the shooter denied with race was a factor. Yeah, because he admitted he had a sexual addiction problem and saw the massage parlors as being uh, a source of temptation he thought he could get rid of. Yeah, that's messed up. Uh, and then we'll go on. But last night's killing comes at a time when reports of hate crimes against the Asian American Pacific Islander community are at a record high. Okay, here, let's point out why the uninformed should really stay away from things like this. First of all, if somebody attacked a, a, a waffle factory and all of the people who worked there were white, but he said he hated waffles, I, would that end up being racist if it was a black shooter? And what? Probably not. But here, let me point out, here's, here's why the know-it-all types should stay away from this. The actual mingling and merging of the Asian American Pacific Islander community. Um, try and look that one up, and this is why you, you get it. If you actually take the time to go look it up, our government does not see the Asian American and Pacific Islander community as being the same community. Good luck with that because there, there are more attacks, and this is how it, maybe it's the just to confuse everybody and they can't figure it out. The Asian American community, community is being attacked. Uh, attacks against them have, have increased, but it's largely not by whites, and the Pacific Islander community are with the Native Americans and a few other groups are the other category. So when you want to see who's who's harming who, you won't see them together. So typically Asian Americans, pretty low key, don't engage and are not the offender of record. But the Pacific Islander, Native American, 4.625 times represented as violent offenders versus whites in America. Okay, I know, numbers are racist, right? So here's some interesting things because I've followed crime statistics through Bureau of Justice statistics, and these are violent crime. You know, these aren't little, you know, you want to talk about what's, let's stick to what's important. Well, I am. Okay. Up until recently, it, and this isn't strange, whites and Hispanics were very, very similar. In fact, they would report the same offender to population ratio of like 0 0.8, 0 0.6, or 0 0.8, right? Uh, whereas blacks were not. They were two and an eighth, two and a half times, and, and numbers vary from year to year or reporting period to reporting period. And there's a few interesting 
switcheroos because historically since numbers were kept on the other, which includes the Pacific Islanders and Native Americans, uh, they were historically even further than blacks versus whites and Hispanics. So you have the large two, largest two demographics in, the, in America, in the United States, as whites and Hispanics, and we're roughly the same. You have an outlier there. You have blacks and then the other group, which was a very small numerical population, right? Well, just the last year's output of the National Crime Victimization Survey presented by the Bureau of Justice shows an inversion for Pacific Islanders and Native Americans where they were 3.8 to 4.2 times, just say, they were far more often offenders than victims or they were victim and offenders who knew each other of that same demographic. Well, this last year was the first year that suddenly they became less the offender and more the victim. And uh, I'm going to call bullshit on that one, okay? Because that's just out of blue. Because let's just, let's point out some other interesting things. You want to talk about uh, if you want to point out who's violent, who's harmful, who's doing bad things, who do, you know? Instead of singling out whites, let's just point out that after Donald Trump won, that was when the Hispanic community decided to get go all in and become more aggressive against whites. So it, is that our coincidence possibly but it just happened to coincide with the year of him, him taking office hmm. okay so i don't think at this point if we're talking about problems in the country i don't think any person or group can claim that they're going to fix our problems now when most of those people have been in power for half a century and haven't dressed the fake source of the problem in a lot of time because some people just thrive on the chaos. Some people say, hey, we need, to, we need this field to be more uh, representative of where we excel and where our enemy doesn't work well. And if that means putting the country through, through hell, they're willing to do it. It's, it's a sacrifice they're willing to make because they don't live through the hell that they put us through. Um, you know, it's observing people um, probably notice at some point say that I say at some point in time, quite often, this is my way of saying that uh, whatever the topic the show is covering it might be a problem, uh, maybe not a huge problem compared to the grief, these families of the lost loved ones, you know, uh, maybe their family, their families are going through a lot. But so what I might be talking about is a problem is maybe not much more than a nuisance that will likely become much more than a nuisance because of this misidentification and incorrectly addressing whatever problem they're trying to pretend that they need or else they don't have jobs. Because one group needs these problems to exist because it's really the only game they have, okay? Uh, it's sort of an extension of the saying, those who can't teach. Uh, that person should have added those who won't trick others into those who will, right? We have pretty wide swaths of America believing there's one bucket of cash right now. Uh, everything right now is money and power related, it seems. Uh, and they believe that there's one bucket of cash and the rich folks, which are white, right? It's always rich white folks, are taking more than they should, which means they're taking from other people. That's pretty dumb, okay? Uh, and people who've never risked all of the, everything they have, everything they've earned, they've saved up 
or people who've never worked 16 to 20 hour days for 10 years uh, on long shot startups are, are the, the rounding up everyone with dreams, right? Uh, that never really got them beyond dream to help destroy the American dream. It, they're, they're trying to preach and promote this idea that um, dreams and bold ideas are actually like the starting points for entrepreneurs. Um, and there's the masses are demanding that they achieve that same levels of success for themselves. But there are people who stopped at the dream stage themselves. They don't know how to develop uh, clear plans or possess the skill sets to move beyond a dream. Uh, those 50-year in politics types, have them convinced that just being able to dream all by itself is where the value comes from. And you should be uh, earning something based on that. So if you dream but you aren't successful, it must be ra racism or capitalism that is to blame. So, and it, it really sucks that the media is willing to back up these lies. Uh, some of the other stuff I've heard recently was kind of disturbing. Was raising taxes on the rich will bring in money that goes to the poor. Well, that's false. The bulk of the money that the government raises through these taxes stays in the government. I believe the number's around 65%, so not much of it's going to reach its target, right? Because if you still need to pretend like, hey, the rich people, uh, they swindled. They swindled us out when we changed the tax, tax rates. They restructured and did things. And of course, that's what they're going to do. They're going to no longer pursue things that harm their bottom line. Why should they? This whole nonsense, this BS of pay their fair share, uh, write out what a fair share is and hand it around. Nobody will. Okay. So you're chasing a ghost here. Um, I also get kicked out of when economists are trying to persuade you and I that the federal, the federal tax revenue is the only thing to really to, to watch, to monitor. Uh, and they're harming you by doing this. The people talk about Reagan tax cuts. Joe Biden just brought this up. How, uh, it's horrible for poor people. No, not no, not really. Uh, the Reagan tax cuts actually stopped double-digit inflation. Now, think about it. the tax bracket creep uh, at the, the car end of the Carter era, which uh, Carter was. You know what he did? He loosened up regulatory again, and that kind of set uh, Reagan up to where he could actually do the things he did. So Carter wasn't all bad. He realized that regulatory moves were crushing, and he did made a couple of good decisions based on that observation. So, um, when the Reagan tax cuts kind of came in, uh, and like I said, inflation was a huge worry. It it was crushing things, right? So, the tax bracket creep at the time. Uh, drove taxes up something like 48 to 50% faster than inflation. and But the government made sure it was leeching off of the people at the time, right? Between 76 and 81, federal revenue doubled. Like I said, they're like, hey, this is great, this is good. Well, the government doubled its revenue, but it, the benefit to the people who pay them, them really didn't. The government doubled its own grab when the economy was being choked. The, the, the 70s were horrible. 
right? The post-war decade, that, that decade post-war was absolutely atrocious if you were a human being. If you were the government, federal government, you were just loving it. Inflation actually hit uh, 30.3, 14.8 one year. And the tax hit on the average family, because that's what we're supposed to care about, right? The tax hit on the average family was increased by 23% and caused poverty to spike by about 9%. Those things aren't really brought up very often and that it was actually the tax cuts, which uh, I believe inflation went from 8.3 to 3.8. Um, inflation was, was really hurting people. Okay, now, so the things to remember in this big distraction is the government is always going to feed itself first and every year they hire more collectors or thieves. Those people are supposed to, they're tasked with finding creative ways to get more and you know less. You are aware of less. So I like to picture the federal government as being a big swanky casino because they don't build those to hand money out. So anytime you hear economic activity is up, but government programs are going to suffer because of tax cuts, you should really look at the programs that people jammed in there that really don't belong in a country like ours. Or take a look at the people who are actually doing the showboating, right? The people who are preferring to like dangle children over the edge of the balcony versus shutting their traps hitting the debate floor and getting a job done, a deal done that's good for Americans. It's all about the what you see on TV, the all the digs, the jabs, the mockery, the ghetto mockery that we've become very known for in the media. Uh, um, there's a hint. One party does the showboating real well. The other one is just kind of oblivious. Everyone knows a gambler in their life. Sticking with the casino theme, of course. Everyone knows a gambler who says, yeah, but my buddy won 5000 man. But no mention that the buddy drops about five grand a year or every six months in the casino or the thousands of people who walk in and walk out with empty pockets. So it, it, those businesses don't remain businesses and they don't build big swanky hotels attached and, and, sh and rooms for uh, live acts and such because they hand out money. That's just, you know, uh, but the American thing is I'm gonna take a risk and uh, I'm gonna, I may walk out $500 or $1,000 more poor this evening, but I could walk out with $100,000 from a single pull of a slot machine, right? That's what we do. I, I don't do that, but that's what a lot of people, that's their thinking. So the bottom line for today's show is don't think for a moment the federal government is doing you any favors if it means any of its workers must sacrifice or a single agency tighten the belt. They're always looking for ways to grow. So when they increase something they th you think you're receiving by one measurement, they're going to take it away using other various tools because they own all the tools and they own the tools who tell you about the tools, the talking heads. And... They also have been removing the checks that the framers added in to protect us from the government. Um, yeah, I'm not real happy about it. I don't think anybody really should be. I mean, we've got we've been lied to, abused, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
And it's time to just keep calling them on it. Because what we see on TV is them telling us what the world they'd like to see. There's no fact. There's no truth. And then two months later when nobody cares, sometimes the truth comes out. Sometimes it just kind of trickles out. And sometimes they just change the lie and say, well, we were still right, but we had something else wrong. But we're still right. They're still not right. Like, would you want, do you want a doctor that's right that way? Do you want a surgeon working on you that way? Do you want somebody doing the brakes on your car that gets them many things wrong? There were a couple of good commercials out there. But uh, now I think I'll go somewhere else. So on that note, everybody take care. God bless.